Watch him with the rich young ruler. One thing you lack, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Oh, one more thing. The young man has an idol he is clutching in his heart. It must have been his secret love. We know from his reaction. Jesus knew by looking into his heart. In typical religious spirit posturing, the church in ages past seized this passage and made poverty a requisite for following Christ. But that misses the point entirely. Jesus had wealthy men and women among his disciples, such as Joseph of Arimathea and the women who supported his ministry. God warned the Jews many times against idolatry, that if anyone set up an idol in their heart, God would set himself against them. But oh, how hard it is to topple a cherished idol. Can you imagine how devastating this was? The young leader actually thought he had lived a thoroughly righteous life. In one comment, said almost like an afterthought, Jesus exposes him as no better than the brute heathen bowing before a wooden carving in a smoky tent, muttering prayers. Here is Jesus at his very best. He yanks this man off balance, sets his entire world reeling, and in the same moment extends his hand to catch him. Let this go. Then come, join me. I want you to join me. What an invitation. But the thought of giving his precious treasure away, his life source, his security and status, it is too much for the earnest young man. He walks away, head cast down in sorrow, exposed but also captive to his false god. Again, wealth is not the point. The idol is the point. It might be anything. The attention of men, as with the woman at the well or self-righteousness, as with the religious. It might be position, power, family, even church. We craft idols faster than you can surf the Internet. 